Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkanyan. You know, we were joking last week when we said, uh-oh, Dennis is going out of town. Things might get a little crazy. Um... But that's exactly what's happened here, at least with regards to China, because every day is more pain in Chinese stocks. Um, JP Morgan called them virtually uninvestable at this point. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We, of course, will talk about Tesla earnings out last night. Reports seemed pretty good to my eyes and ears. Um, we'll get Joel's, charts on, uh, Joel's thoughts on the chart. Uh, we'll go through some more earnings this morning as well. We had UPS. We had 3M. We had uh, GE. We'll get through those. J.C. Peretz uh, will join us today for real uh, at 835. He is from allstarcharts.com. Uh, excited to hear, uh, get J.C.'s thoughts on these markets. Uh, and then at 9, I will be joined by uh, Michael Lucas, principal and CEO of Truemark Investments. Uh, Joel, but actually, and actually, before I throw it to Joel, reminder, everyone, and the link is in the description, the very first pre-market prep uh, a three-hour education event. Uh, the link is in the description. Uh, it's on August. Where's my link? It's on August oh, 21st. August 21st, 9 to noon Eastern time. Link in description. Check it out. Joel, good morning. Let's. We'll start with the overall markets as we always do. Yeah, boy, I, boy. I feel like this is just going to be a repeat show of yesterday, quite frankly. It's the same exact there's an overall market, and then there's... There's our market just uh, immune uh, to where uh, what is going on overseas. Uh, but real quick, S&Ps were traded down six. We had a strong close. Uh, found resistance right at the high from uh, from uh, from yesterday. Sold off to forty three ninety, and now we just just helped but tech stocks. We've just bounced right back, only down six fifty. Uh, Ports of that close of uh, 14 and a quarter, that's your old time closing high, um, as well as uh, that high right there. So eight points away from just absolutely no resistance. Uh, crude, just hanging in here at 72. Can't get that number out of my head. Uh, three, rate, three days, highs right here. Really important for the bulls to take this through 72.40, get it into the 73 handle. Gold just hanging out under uh, eighteen hundred. That's down eighty cents at seventeen ninety eight forty. Nothing special about gold. Silver down about a dime there at twenty five twenty two. Uh, Bitcoin. Uh, we did sniff the top of that range yesterday, uh, but uh, Amazon. The news is kind of we've known all along that uh, they're not doing it immediately. So Bitcoin's down $1,555 at $37,925. And Ethereum's down $101.50 at $2,771.25. And uh, earnings, China, 
China. Where do you want to go? I, I just think it's it's a little bit interesting. So a, a year ago, uh, China created this Hang Seng Tech Index, right? It was like their version of like the NASDAQ, right? It was like, a, uh, or the NASDAQ 100. It was like, it was like China's technology index. And uh, they, they, they launched it a year ago, literally one year ago today. And if I can, actually, I almost want to show you um, the chart. Um, yeah, let, let me bring it up on my screen right now. Uh, all time low uh, this morning. <laughs> because 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 of what we've been talking about so this is the chart this is a one-year chart of the hang Seng technology index um and it is at an all-time low uh today because you well you know why you know why uh it's just it's the same story it's a continued development every day you wake up and you look at these these stocks, whether it's Alibaba or JD or, or, or any of the the education names. Actually, a couple of the education names hurt. They're a little bit of a by the dip action. And I, when I say little, I mean little. Um, but uh, yeah, they're just they, they just can't stop going down. You, I mean, Kathy Wood exited her her ten cent last week. She's been selling like crazy, and she owned. They own a lot of China. They own JD. They owned. Uh, they own Baidu. They own Huya. They own a bunch. They are selling like crazy over there. I mean, I I don't I I, I don't know what else to say about it because we talk about it like three days in a row now. But like every day, you're like, how much more can it fall? How much more can it fall? And it keeps on falling. So, yeah, I mean, and it's not like it's just continuation move, right? It's no. not. It's not new news coming out. Uh, well, it, it's it, it is new news in the in the sense that like. So, like, uh, yes, uh, yesterday the SEC came out and said, oh, all you companies, you have to warn, like, all you companies listed in the U.S., you need to warn your investors, which doesn't really mean a lot. Uh, but uh, it's just, like, it's the same story. It's just the ball is moving one yard at a time. So, like, every day there are new, like, micro developments, but it's the same overall story, which is China cracking down. They're dropping the hammer on on. A bunch of stuff. I mean, o- overnight they they uh, they they ordered ten cent music to give up their exclusive music licensing, which is kind of like the point of the business, I think. Right? What's it's, this? Uh, that's a that's a, a funky simple. T- what what is, is? Well, no, it's t- TME in the, is is ten cent. Okay, music. TME. Um, yeah, okay. but it's owned by ten cent, which trades o- o- OTC, which is PCEHY. But like, yeah, you're you're telling a music company. That they have to give up their exclusive music licensing rights. That's like kind of the point, right, of the business in, in the first place. So it's like it's, a, it's things like that every single day, and it's like I don't even. They don't care. I, I mean, they're they're believe me, they're not looking at this for this. This is not a short term move. This I mean, is a long term no, move. Yeah. I mean, how how do you come in? Uh, with any sense of 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 sanity or security, and how like how do you buy here? I understand like the reflex to be a hero and like buy the dip and buy when there's blood on the streets, but I mean, it can get a whole. <laughs> if you think it can get worse, it can get worse. Well, look at look what happened. Uh, you know, with Baba. I mean, yeah. Baba was the original one that they went after, right? And then they settled. They paid like a two point four billion dollar fine. Yeah. That's and what I thought. I thought they were the ones that were going to be like relatively okay, but what do I know? Down another six sticks. Um, I would just say if you're in these things, and you know, there's always going to be time to get back in it if uh, if things turn around. 
And it's had a big run, continuing to make new lows on the move. I mean, this move from two uh, two fifteen down. I mean, actually, this morning once again the uh, the overreaction, the four a.m. overreaction. You got under one eighty four. I looked at this yesterday. The pre market low here, like it really makes any difference. Just coming lower tomorrow uh, is one eighty two eleven. And I had to go back a long ways. I saw three lows at 185. Uh, this is going way back, years back. So that's a technical level, but <laughs> right now technicals really don't mean a whole heck of a lot. No, 215, what? lost 30 points in in three, you know, while going into the fourth session here. So maybe just wait for a double bottom or something to lean on. I saw uh, my political the science uh Degree is not is not doing any any dividends yeah. for me. Scarjo Rabbit, I, I don't think we're fearful. I think this is a really uh unique situation here, uh, where China is actually doing things that are hurting their own companies. You know what this actually reminds me of in a way, and and only in terms of like the market movements. It, it is it, it does remind me a little bit of last March, where you wake up and like every day. The market was down, like no, like noticeably down, not like half a percent down, like like two or three percent down every single morning you wake up, right? And then it only got worse throughout the morning into the open, and um, it was it was scary to be in the moment, right? Um, so like I I suppose like if someone had like you know a gun to my head and said you got to buy Chinese stocks, what what do you do? Um, you probably at least wait till it like starts to go sideways, right? At least. Like why why be a hero? Why 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 buy it on the way down? Or just close your eyes, dollar cost average, and forget about it. But like again, why would you even do that? Is my point. It it does remind me of last year in, in the sense of like every day you wake up and it's 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 we're down again. We're down again. It's deja vu. We're down again. We're down again. Now, what ended up happening, as we now know, is you know, the Fed stepped in and we had the snapback rally. Um, but and 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 I spent you know the first two months of that rally being like oh oh the 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 pain isn't over We're, you know it has to keep going down and that ended up being wrong but um I yeah I just I don't I don't know I mean I don't know how, why how why why would anybody want to hold these stocks right now when you don't know nobody knows what's going to happen here this is like a this is the this is new. This is, uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of different scenarios uh, in the markets, but this is, uh, this definitely is a new one. And uh, I mean, until you start getting some positivity coming out of the, the Chinese government on this, yeah. then I mean, and, and the thing too is if you look at, you go back at the Baba chart, and I always like to look at things where they were, like when, when, uh, you know, when the news events first happened, right? And this is when the Chinese regulators stepped in, and this was and that created the big down day. I mean, you had a chance if you were like, okay, this is bad. I mean, it gave you plenty of chance to get out at that level. Now it was still 60, 70 points away from the all-time highs. I don't know if people were willing to uh um you know to pull the trigger on the sell side. Uh, I mean, a lot of people now would like to see this thing back at 200, 215. Uh, so a lot of overhead supply building up. Uh, once again, the pre-market low was just above 182. There were three lows at the 185 area. Uh, now the low of yesterday's range, 19088 is going to be resistance. So, you know, you, you ask yourself, okay, well, where's the rotation? Where, where's the money going? Well, every global 
index is higher in the last uh, five days, except for except for China. Basically, every every international index, every country index for for every every global market in Europe and Asia um, is higher in 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 the last five days. So maybe the money is going into other international markets in Europe, in Europe, in Japan, um, in, in in India, because every one of those markets is uh is higher going, you know, this week. Um, I, I guess, I guess, uh, I guess not all of them, I guess for the Philippines is down, Malaysia is down, but like, mo- let's say most global country specific indexes are higher in the last five days. So maybe it rotates there. You can look at, um, you know, you, you know, Latin America as well. Maybe it just comes to the U S maybe this is a, a tailwind for, for us stocks is the money's got to go. Well, that's what it is. Right. It's, it's, it's a tailwind. I tell you what, I mean, I tell you where the money was going and we were looking for the, you know, where the rotation is and yeah. tech stocks. It's our time. You know, it's the I big mean, tech stocks, Microsoft, uh, Apple, right at the, uh, uh, all-time high going into earnings after the close here. Uh, you also have uh, Microsoft trading at or near all-time high, right? You have uh, uh, Amazon has the earnings. That's moving up. Google at its all-time high. That's been on a tear. Facebook may add an all-time high. So that it's sell China by U.S. tech stocks. I mean, that's that's clearly where the rotation's been and who knows how long it's going to continue? Um, Christy Morris says it's going to Bitcoin. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, maybe. <laughs> unless you go maybe. to the top of the trading range. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's what you had. Now, it was a really quick move to the top of the trading range. Didn't quite get to that 41,000. I think we gave you that, that is a is a three-star yesterday. Got to 40,580. So the news, you got the news yesterday. You know, the best thing for Bitcoin, I know we're down a little bit today, but just to be hanging in here, you know, consolidate for a few days because it sure doesn't look like you got the two-day move. It's just different. When, when stocks have a run like this and – you know, just basically no no reference points, no retracements, nothing to look at, just churning higher. Once you come down and you got people caught, it's it's different. It's it's a different kind of rally, and that's what you're seeing. Um, ultimately, and what I and I'm looking at Bitcoin here is if you know if this twenty nine thirty k low is for sure, this is it. This is like your multi year. Then we got to go up and test forty eight thousand. And then take that out and go back up. So I, I still think there's room to the upside here, but right now the top of the trading range is top of the trading range. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about uh, Tesla here. Let's move Tesla. on from all this and let's go to Tesla. Uh, if you listen to the call, which we streamed last night on our channel, uh, it 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 sounded mostly good. Uh, Elon was his usual self uh, in terms of you know he he definitely rambled a little bit. Um, he also said he's not going to be. On these calls going forward, um, as he has something specific he wants to tell us, I think he just doesn't care. Uh, frankly, <laughs> it doesn't. He doesn't like doing it. Obviously, um, doesn't really care. Anyway, as far as the numbers from Tesla, they were mostly good to me. Uh, there again, as is the case every quarter, there are things that the bulls are going to hang their hat on, and there are things that the bears are going to hang their hat on. So the bulls are going to hang their hat on uh, the fact that they blew away the EPS, a buck forty-five versus ninety-six cents. They blew away the sales uh, just under under $12 billion versus $11.2 billion estimate. We already knew deliveries was good. Um, big thing with Tesla uh, has always been, well, 
Are they profitable uh, if you take away the sale of regulatory credits uh, and, and now Bitcoin? Well, uh, yes, they, they were profitable if you take away the sale of regulatory credits. Actually, last quarter, the revenue from the sale of regulatory credits went down 17% year over year, which goes to show it's taking up a smaller piece of the pie. And they're making more money from selling, you know, actual cars that they make, not credits, um, which is what people have always wanted to see. And it seems like it's happening, right? Regulatory credits uh, were at, at their lowest uh, at the lowest level in terms of revenue last quarter in, in like the last five uh, five quarters, right? So, um, uh, you know, they, they talked about that. Uh, the margins were, were better than when than people were expecting. So that's all good news. What are the bears going to hang their head on? They're going to hang their head on the fact that the Cybertruck uh, seemingly delayed again. Uh, we don't have a clear timeline for production. Uh, we don't have a super specific timeline for production uh, in, in Europe. Uh, we have like vague, we have vagarities like like next year. Um, and so, the, and they'll hang their head on the you know full self driving, which is seemingly never going to happen. Um, so the, the bears will hang their head on that. The bulls will hang their head on that. The fact that the numbers were pretty good. Ah, man, this chart. Sometimes I look at charts and sometimes like I, I like I got a good feeling like I, yeah. I, I and this one is just I mean, I don't want to go so wide on you guys, but like 620. Right. And that would kind of had a low in that area on the way up. You failed at 700. Those levels are, you know, they're eons away. And I, until it can break above 700 or break below 620. I mean, what kind of, you know. Uh, you know, three up days and then a new high for the move, then three down days and then two. Up. I mean, it's just such a yo-yo. Uh, you did get a sell on the immediate reaction to 678.35. You've leaked $15 off there. So it just doesn't feel like it's going to go back up there and take that out and go, you know, 680 bid, 690 bid, go to 700. It's already peeled off 12 bucks from there. So what's the top of yesterday's range? The top of yesterday's range is 668.20. So now we're below that. So I think you just have to use a reset. Okay, yesterday's high. That's resistance. Yesterday's low, that's support. It's going to wind in there. I guess the straddle sellers did okay because this thing is not moving. Just not like moving like it's used to. So I'll give you the resistance at yesterday's high, 660 to 820. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for this thing, you want to pick it up perhaps on the cheap, I'd see if I can get that closing price, 57 uh, 62, which would be like an 18, uh, $18 discount from the pre-market high. Yeah, and if you're wondering about Bitcoin, well, I mean, obviously they lost money on their Bitcoin last quarter, right? They didn't buy any more. Uh, I didn't see if they bought more, but they, you know, their their investment went down in value, right? This is this is this is obvious. It went down in value, and they still had a good quarter. I mean, yeah. a good quarter is a good quarter. I mean, you can't ignore that, and uh, they're being rewarded uh, tepidly so far. So wait, wait. Emily says she misses the way Tesla traded last year. What? 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 When it went, when it went to nine hundred? I mean, what? I mean, who, who who doesn't miss that, Spencer? When it went <laughs> straight up every day? What do you mean? Did it the whole stock market go up? Yeah, yeah. Everything exactly went up so. every day for like the last six months of the year. It was a blast. <laughs> one one thing that I would uh, there's two things that I at least I caught on the earnings. The semi truck is such an important thing. I mean, yeah. th that was expected to come out this year, pushing it back a year. Yeah. 
into 2022, I think is massively important because that was one of the massive drivers that I was speaking before yesterday's report as what could get them above that 700. So now that that's not there, you know, that definitely puts like a, a break on, on my like red light. And then the other thing is, at least on the bullish side, they did mention that their Germany factories are still on schedule to yeah. get their vehicles out. I think that's probably the only kind of positive, uh, at least on that catalyst side that I would push. But man, those semi truck, they're uh, not coming out right now. I think that's that's a big deal because it, it is. Yeah, because that's what people are looking forward to. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're right. And, and but again, you know, and. Something else we didn't even talk about is, you know, the fact that we're still in the midst of a of a global chip shortage, and and Elon talked about that and said it was serious. I think his words were, "It's quite serious." But the fact that uh, Tesla was able to deliver the amount of cars they were um, on the margins that they had uh, against that, I think a lot of people like that. You know, are very happy with with Tesla's quarter. There's not a lot of reasons to be upset about Tesla's quarter. There are some reasons, as there always are, to be skeptical about Tesla's future. Right, delaying the the, the truck is is a big thing. Um, but uh, over, you can see overall the market likes it. I mean, even though we're down pretty much for the last what is that last hour, last two hours, uh, we've pretty much you know gone down. Um, but the market, you know, I think, like I said, I think I think it was a mostly good report. There are reasons not to like it if you're really looking for it, but there are reasons to like it. Um, Jimmy made a good point, uh, yeah. and just since um, you know what's changed about uh, Tesla in the last year is you know it's been added to the S and P 500 index, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's you know it's also you know more of an arbitrage vehicle too. Sure. So, yeah. So, you know, in being included in baskets, being kept in line with the S&P and that, you know, so the ARBs have come in. And I, I think that that, you know, when I talk about, you know, Bitcoin and yeah, it had the big day yesterday. Uh, but once you get, you know, the more arbitrage that you get involved in something, the, the less volatility there is because they're just trying to keep it in line. So sure. I think, and, I think that's a good point that Jimmy yeah. made. It's a part of the index and a lot more ARB going on with them. A lot more ARB than you have just much more, I don't want to call it indiscriminate, but you have, you know, they're buying something else and their correlation is to sell Tesla. So yeah, I mean, ARB keep things in line. Tesla is a set in terms of uh, uh, companies. It's the seventh, uh, largest component of the of the S and P five hundred uh, is the eighth stock, right? Because there's two Google stocks. You got it. But if you count companies, it's number seven. The only companies that, that make up more of the S and P than Tesla are Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Google, and Berkshire. All right, let's uh, let's rip through these other let's rip through these other cool. earnings. Uh, in, okay. uh, before we get there's to GC, a lot. okay, there's a lot. Uh, UP, let's go to UPS here this morning. Uh, no real surprise, right? I mean, they blew it away. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's buying stuff, so it has to get shipped. EPS three dollars and six cents versus a two dollar eighty one cent estimate sales. That's twenty three point four versus twenty three point two four billion dollars. So a beat on the earnings per share, a beat on the sales, uh, and yeah, how's the stock doing? Trading down four eighty six at okay. two oh five. Uh, we looked at this thing and I, yesterday, and it's just like this two fifteen. 
No exact numbers there, but you can see after coming off the high, after the dip into the 190 handle, uh, 215 is rocked. So that's 10 points away now. Sellers are going to have to step down now in order to sell this stock. I don't know if it's turned for good. Now you use yesterday's high, yesterday's low as resistance, 209.35. And the first daily low that we come into 205.93. We're below that. Uh, 202. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a level now. Uh, if you're looking for more on the downside, I like uh, the lower 202 handle. I see four out of five lows. Right. This is called 202.50. That's only 250 away. So you had four or five lows in that area. Quiet after the report. Uh, how's FedEx trading? FedEx. Uh, that's trading wow. down sympathy yeah. a little bit too. I mean, people are still online shopping. And I'll tell you, I had to go get a couple things. Uh, was it yesterday? And I go to, I can't find anything at the store. I, I know. Anything that I wanted. It's like. Well, and and the, thing, the things you can find, frankly. You don't want. Are more expensive. <laughs> I just want to go and want, I'll go to the store and I want to get the exact same thing. I know exactly what I want. And like, you're looking through the shelf. So, I mean, it's here. Is it going to be the same, uh, you know, same pace? I mean, unless we go into, you know, a lockdown again, which, you know, certainly doesn't look like we're heading that way. Um, they stepped up. They have the tree, the traffic. People have been, are now more accustomed to online shopping. They were moving that way anyways. Uh, so, I mean, that's an unprecedented run that uh, UPS had So and, and FedEx. So I don't know how much more you can expect on this. They're not really, you know, there's not a huge catalyst now. And seeing it down after earnings lets me think that, you know, the path of least resistance here is lower in both these stocks. Mitch, you got, a, you got any thoughts on these? Yeah, I would have to agree with you. Uh, I'm not not going to go too too in depth on it, but that de I definitely have to agree. Wait, I mean, I was, Greg they're, Martin they're kind of on a turnaround. Greg Martin says all his COVID mask trades are ripping. Uh, Greg, <laughs> drop us what are the COVID more. mask trades? Are you talking bro? about like Lake? Like talking about? I, I'm just curious what you're talking about, Greg. Did you drop. I'm, you know, because Lake's well, Lake's they're hanging it's out. Okay, it's hang, it's hanging. It's okay. Yeah, um, what else? APT was I, I that, mean, one? Oh, that was one that was one I couldn't remember. APT, right. How's that right? One? Uh, uh I mean yeah. They're, yeah. they're pausing. Yeah. Um, and then what what were the other ones? Boy, it's so uh, long. What are the two that I can think of? APT Codex. Um but I what's C O D X? Yeah, that one. Oh, yeah. That doesn't it just doesn't Great. the 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 virus doesn't seem to focus. The focus seems to be, you know, in China. I mean, right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's where the focus is, frankly. Um, uh, and it's not even like in China with regards to the virus, it's in China with regards to, Oh my God, they're like tanking their own stock market right now. <laughs> so, uh, Oh, and one last thing on, on the Tesla before I forget, I saw this cool stat last night. The, uh, the numbers last quarter were so good that they, they basically cut their, their multiple in half. They caught their PE multiple in half. That's how good the numbers were. So um, it just That's goes to show how P how price to earnings in a vacuum, you know, isn't you can't really look at that. The whole point of using ratios in the first place is to compare companies in similar businesses to each other. Uh, but just look, looking at one number 
by itself as it pertains to one company's doesn't really tell the whole story. But uh, yeah, if you're looking at the Tesla P multiple, it's it's dramatically lower now uh, than it was uh, before uh, they reported earnings. Okay, so we did the UPS. Let's go to GE. Uh, they're also out this morning. Slow, stodgy stock, beat by a penny on the EPS, uh, $0.05 cents versus $0.04. Cents. Uh, sales came in a smidge higher as well at uh, $18.3 billion. Uh, they did raise their free cash flow outlook to a uh, 3.5 to 5 bill for uh, for the year. And uh, where are we at in GE? Uh, we're, okay, we're higher. We got a pop. And then a drop. Uh, if you're using your daily charts to look at this, I mean, look, it stopped where it should have. Uh, where did we get to? Thirteen uh, fifty-five. Man, this thing came down very hard off the thirteen sixty level. I can't remember what it was. Another high to this area. So thirteen fifty-four, thirteen sixty-three. Where'd you get to in the pre-market? Boom, you got to 13.55. You're still hanging at uh, 13, what, 1328? So that's not too bad. Uh, but there's got to be a boatload of paper here at 13.50. So if you get up to that area again, 13.50, 13.60, keep your eye on New York Book. Uh, big sellers there. Could be, uh, very well could be big sellers during the regular session. Another high here, just over 13.60. Ton of resistance. Coming down on support. Also, folks, this has been a big move. We hit 11.82 last Monday. So on a percentage basis, it's absolute huge move in GE. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking for support in this thing, wow, top of yesterday's range, 12.94. S&P's coming in a little bit here. June durable goods out. Mm. Uh, doesn't look like the market's nah. too thrilled with that. Ah, 0.8 versus 2.0. So durable uh-huh. goods. Not as expected. S and P's leaking here a little bit. Down eleven. I think on GE, like so, we just basically went from five dollars in May to four last May. I mean, to fourteen dollars uh, in, in March. Uh, so you basically you almost tripled in 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 ten months. Uh, moves like that in GE don't happen. So. <laughs> No, Maybe big after hours move too. Yeah. I don't know why he printed back down under thirteen. Oh, yeah. there was a, someone just whacked it there, twelve ninety two. Well, back at the gap area, Whew, that was quick. So, what did they say? Are they doing the conference call this morning? Probably. Did someone just say something. Pro- probably. I wonder if those are some bad prints from yesterday. They're they're oh, doing some prints up on tape. Were they at eight thirty? Yeah, the conference, uh, the conference call should be mostly yeah, open. Yeah, yeah, I think there were some bad ticks there, but um, all right. And then, uh, what about the tape company, Triple M? Yeah, we can go to 3M here. Uh, EPS beat two dollars fifty nine cents versus a two dollar twenty six cent estimate. Sales also beat eight point nine versus eight point five five billion. They raised their guidance for the year. The EPS guidance was raised, um, really just the low end was raised was raised from the low nine dollar range to the high nine dollar range uh, for their uh, fiscal year EPS. Um, so it was mostly reported stocks trading higher by like a dollar. It is. It traded up nearly to 205. Just uh, resistance forming. Uh, you did have some short-term resistance at 203.21. Uh, we are trading below that right now. I just see a lot of resistance here. I see all these highs here, and then I see all these highs above, uh, just above 204. Is that how high did that get? Uh, uh, cl- actually, closer to 205. So. A lot of resistance here. 
uh, did get the spike in the pre-market. I mean, you might get a look at this thing unchanged on the session. Uh, ooh, let's see here. Uh, so let's call 201.67, uh, you know, support just to fill the gap. And this whole, this, this lot of resistance over here. So I, I don't think I'd get real impressed unless this thing could, you know, take out this 205, close above it, and then make another move higher. Had a big move off the March low, really hasn't been participating in the rally. Actually peaked uh, in May while the market kept going. So not good report, not a great relative performance considering how strong this market's been. Yeah. All right, 834, we will have J.C. Peretz on in uh, just about a minute. Uh, and, and yes, uh, theater guy, 3M does make masks as well. They make all kinds of masks, not, they make paint masks. They make, they make every kind of mask. So, uh, it is. What part of it is, uh, your, their business? Well, yeah, yeah I mean, like how much exactly. Small, they, so. they make a gajillion product. Sure. Very, uh, very small, but, but it is, but you know what though, if, if we are going to get, well, yeah, actually, let's talk about this for a second. So, like, if we are going to get big if, but if we are going to get another mask mandate, then, then, is the mask trade a thing? I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but like, I already have like a bunch of masks that I, I never used. Just go to your store; they're on sale. They're on discounts right now. They're yeah, not, yeah, they're not selling yeah. for full price I, I, anymore. I went. I bought. I bought masks a lot, like at the peak last summer that I never even used. So, like, how many, how many people are like me who are like? Does anybody really need to go buy more? I mean, we also have the everyone's got reusable masks now. Does anybody need to really go buy more? Maybe they do. I don't know. But I, I use the Lysol indicator. If there's Lysol on the walls, we're okay, guys. <laughs> we're okay. That's that's good. Yeah, yeah. The Lysol, Lysol indicator. And toilet paper. Lysol and toilet paper. As long as those things are on the shelves, it's a must. Ah, the toilet paper was running a little low right now. <laughs> you you can't call. No, don't be joking about that. <laughs> we're gonna have to go to reusables we might have to pull a kneel get ourselves a day. oh no that's the last thing i need to know is there's, a one, there's a one on tp now all right let's get jc Perez on from all star charts great follow on twitter and jc yeah, guys check uh, him out if you don't follow him good morning sir get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com good morning gentlemen Oh man, I don't even know where to begin. Um, let's let's just start with what are you watching the closest right now in terms of the markets? What are you paying the most attention to? What's up, Joel? How you doing, hey, man? how you doing, buddy? All right, <laughs> long time. Um, what am I watching in the market? I'm watching. Yeah. You know, I you know my my I, I looked through a lot of charts this weekend, obviously, but um, you know the big conclusion this week was really more of the same. Some stocks are going up. Most stocks are not. Yeah. Right. And that's the big conclusion. And uh, something I'd like to add to that is that most stocks are not going down either. Right. They're not going up, but they're not going down. They're just churning sideways. Right. That's the majority. Some stocks are, are making new lows, things like emerging markets. Uh, some of the bank stocks making new relative lows as well. Um, and then very, very few stocks making new highs. But you have more stocks making new lows than you do new highs. So that that shows you sort of what kind of market environment we're in and that we've been in. 
I, I've been thinking about this. Uh, you know, there's people complaining. Hey, the, the, the indexes don't tell the story because the spies at all time highs. But the, what you just said is also true. So the two don't really match up. Um, is this the new normal where the indexes or the, at least the S&P is so concentrated in like five or six stocks that it's never going to show the, what's really happening out there in terms of breadth? Is, is that you think like a new a new normal we have to maybe i think it's important for investors to understand what they're analyzing right so yeah. when you talk about the market like what is the market are we talking about the stocks i'm asking you <laughs> right what is that if you are specifically talking about the nasdaq 100 you're looking at an index of 100 companies that are these are just massive growth tacky right you have to know what that is if you're talking about the russell 3000 you're talking about approximately 98% of all investable assets in the U.S. equities market. You know, if you're talking about the New York Stock Exchange composite, over half of the stocks in that index, over half of the largest 100 stocks in that index aren't even in the United States. So you have to understand what's in that index. Same thing with the S&P 500, right? As you mentioned, five stocks are like 25% of the whole index or something like that. You know, we have to understand what it is that we're analyzing when you broaden it out. If you want to look at the value line indexes, that's going to give you more of the median stock or the average stock, depending on which value line index you're looking at. That's going to give you a better gauge of the market, right? You look at mid caps, small caps, micro caps. Obviously, we look at all of the indexes and they all tell a different story because they're all made up of different types of stocks. Yeah. JC, when I mean, there's always like turning points in the market, right? And over the years, you've been pretty good at, at nailing those turning points. And now, I mean, you know, is it inflation or is there not inflation? Is the economy slowing in growth? And that's why the bonds are rallying. China completely falling apart here. It just seems like where like what is your go what is your go-to indicate is it you know is it is i mean if you're just keeping your blinkers on and you're looking at your big tech stocks then everything's fine then i mean you can't argue with the trend the trend is higher these things are breaking out to new all-time highs they have the earnings reports coming so what you're looking for a turning point. Is it going to be something in the dollar, which I don't follow as closely as you? Is it going to be something Jerome Powell is, is, is taking taking his stance? Where, where, like, are you, are you still waiting for that something that like jump out onto screen and hit you aside the head, or do you have that in your back pocket? You know, I think it depends on what it is that you're trying to do as an investor, right? So for me, you know, in an, it's important to number one identify what type of market environment we're in and then choose which tools and strategies are best suited for that sort of environment. So for example, if you were last year, for the last three quarters of last year, if you were implementing mean reversion strategies and you were trying to sell uh, tops uh, as a mean reversion strategy, that was a terrible strategy in that environment. (laughs) In this environment, if you have not recognized, I mean, it's one month number six of this correction, the stock market peaked back in February. So if you're still in that trend following mentality and you think that we're in the type of environment that your trend following tools are going to work, you've been getting chopped up. And I know that for a fact because I talk to some of the best traders in the world every single day and the majority of them have been getting chopped up since February. Why do you say Why do you say the market topped in February? Well, the list of new highs peaked in February. The advanced decline lines peaked in February. Emerging markets peaked in February. Broker dealers on a relative basis peaked in February. You know, that was the the pinnacle of that first year thrust 
And then ever since then, fewer and fewer stocks have been participating. So, for example, the NASDAQ peaked in February, small caps, micro caps all peaked in February. But then you had some of those cyclical areas like industrials, financials, materials continue to make new highs into May. But those were the only ones still doing that. And then those ultimately rolled over in May when the Dow Industrials and the Dow Transports hit their peak. But in terms of the market of stocks, not just in the United States, but globally, that peak was in February. So, so how long have you in, in, this yeah. so in, in in the research you've been doing, how long has the general market how how long is the indexes, uh, you know, the big indexes, the majority of the market? Continue to go higher after those indicators have peaked. I mean, right now, what are we going on? Uh, uh, six, seven months? Have you seen this kind of uh, divergence before in your research? Yeah, for sure. You know, you saw it in 2015, right? In 2015, the market peaked in the fourth quarter of 2014, but the S&P and the Dow kept making new highs into May of 2015. So this isn't anything new where you're going to see indexes that are driven by a group of stocks that are still working. In this case, the only group of stocks that are still working are the ones driving those particular indexes that are the ones that get the headlines, right? Because, you know, if you're a, a like a headline news person, right, you're not in the business of telling your audience the truth. You're in the business of getting your audience to pay attention to what you have to say. So stock market makes all-time highs is a lot sexier than this one index makes all-time highs, but most stocks didn't, right? Like that's just not, they're never going to write that because it's not in their best interest to do that, right? They're not in the business of telling people the truth. They're in the business of getting people to read or watch or whatever it is that they're doing. So I think that's perfectly normal. I would also add that this is classic behavior of year two of a cycle. So last year we had that initial thrust off the March lows, absolutely monster move in stocks, not just in the United States, but around the globe. And then what happens in year two? Chop, chop, chop. We saw the same thing in 2009, major move off of those lows. What happened in 2010? Chop, chop, chop. Look at 2003 when the market bottomed then, monster year. What happened in 04? Chop, chop, chop. Saw the same thing in 1984, saw the same thing in 1976. All of these year twos of cycles are just messy environments. So I've been arguing most of the year, uh, and still am, that if the market wasn't a mess, if the market wasn't doing this, then that would be unusual. But the fact that the market's a hot mess is perfectly consistent uh, with all the other periods that are just like this in the past. So so how are you positioned for all this right now? Well, we've been in heavy, heavy cash since March because in hindsight, I could tell you the market peaked in February. Wow. But in February, we didn't know the market was peaking. <laughs> okay. Right? That's just what it is. But in March, when the NASDAQ broke below those February highs, small caps and micro caps also did. And we started to see the divergences by mid-March. It's like, okay, this market's a mess. And the question is, how long is it going to be a mess? Um, and the bet was probably messier for longer is the pain trade. And that's exactly what it's been. Just a hot, hot, hot mess. And I don't see any signs uh, of that slowing down. It's probably going to continue to be a mess. Hmm. And what's, and what's wrong with heavy cash positions? What's wrong with positioning yourself to take advantage of people getting chopped up? Every time we sell premium, we collect that cash instantly because traders have convinced themselves that we're still in a trending environment. So they pretend that we are and they act accordingly. And all they're doing is donating that money to the market, particularly the options premium collectors, which is why that strategy has worked so well in a messy environment. Last year, that strategy would have been terrible, right? So I think it's really, really important for any investor to, number one, before doing anything, 
identify what type of market environment we're in, and then choose the tools and strategies that are best served for that environment. And I think most people skip that step and go right to whatever magic indicator, you know, they're used to or they invented or whatever, right? It, it doesn't work that way. So where are you at on this whole uh, interest rate uh, debate? Transitory inflation? I mean, I don't know what transitory I'll... means. I hear that word. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. But what I will tell you is if inflation was actually here, bonds wouldn't be going up for the fourth straight month. Right. Bonds going up is the opposite of inflation. So I don't know who Powell is. I don't know what transitory. I I can't speak to any of that stuff. What I can tell you is bonds going up for the fourth straight month and interest rates, particularly the U.S. 10 year yield below one point four percent. You know that there's nothing inflationary about that. Quite the opposite. Our long bond position has been working very, very well. Right. That's been a great trade. Fantastic trade. So these defensive areas and you mentioned the dollar quick, Joel. You know, uh, as far as the dollar is concerned, it's been a great, uh, very consistent, highly negatively correlated asset with risk. In other words, when the dollar peaked in late 2016, that's when we got that rally after the Trump election, right? When the dollar bottomed in early 2018, that's when stocks all over the world stopped going up, right? When the dollar peaked in March of last year, that's when stocks around the world bottomed. Well, guess what happened a few months ago? The dollar stopped going down. And what's been going on in the stock market? It's been a hot mess. So if you're interested, you know, if you're interested in risk and risk appetite for equities or just risk in general around the globe, I think you got to follow the dollar because it's been so consistently, uh, such a consistent high negatively correlated asset with risk. So if you are bullish stocks and you think stocks around the world are going to start going up now all of a sudden, uh, you probably want to see the dollar rolling over, and that just hasn't happened yet. I, I got two for you, uh, JC. Uh, one, I want to read this comment from uh, Clint Rhodes in the chat. He says, God bless you, JC. I have so much anxiety being so cash heavy. FOMO big time with all the all-time high news. Uh, so if, if you're really in all this cash, FOMO is hard, man, to be in cash when the S&P is making new highs every other day, right? So Most people can't handle the mental side of it. I mean, we have the greatest, one of the greatest Olympians ever just decided that mentally she can't handle the competition, you know, and that's in a, in a sport and, and as someone who's very successful. So just think about your average person like the rest of us that are just trying to execute a trade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's very yeah. difficult mentally. So I think that, you know, being an athlete, you know, as a baseball player myself, you know, if baseball players fail 70% of the time, you get inducted into the Hall of Fame as one of the greatest ever. So, you know, as a baseball player, failing consistently, I think, taught me a lot of lessons early on and has helped me with the mental side of it. You know, the whole FOMO, the revenge trading. I mean, I, I've every bias under the sun, you know, I'm guilty of all of them. And the idea is to learn from those past experiences yeah. and not do it in the future. I've had that FOMO. You know what? I don't have uh, this cycle. I don't have any FOMO because I don't give a damn. I've been there. It's not <laughs> worth it. You know, worry about yourself. Don't worry about what the journalists wrote on the headlines. Who gives a damn about what the journalist thinks? Okay. I, you know, it, it, what other people are doing is not my problem. It's not yeah. my problem. It's their freaking problem. Okay, I, I, and then I know you like emerging markets, so I gotta ask. I don't you like emerging markets. They're making well, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should rephrase. I should rephrase. I like what? Uh, wait, wait, wait. I want to short. Wait, wait. Historically, <laughs> historically, you've liked emerging markets in the past. I think that's fair. No, yeah, it's yeah. been going down for a decade and a half. I, I haven't liked emerging markets in forever. Okay, okay, but you pay close attention to them. Maybe that's a better way of, of saying course. it. You, you, you like to follow the emerging markets closely. That, maybe that's what I'll say. Okay, uh, I want to get your thoughts on China here. 
How are you approaching this mess? New 10-month lows, emerging <laughs> markets, new seven-month lows yesterday. These are not uptrends, right? I mean, there's just nothing to do there. Yeah. You know, even okay. the technology side, even the internet side, which is working in the United States, isn't working in China. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Is there anything that you do? give us? One thing to do, like besides, you know, I told so, you, I like, so, I, I, told you I like treasury bonds. I like treasury bonds. I like uh, heavy cash positions. Uh, we've been short financials. That's been working out really well. There's some individual names that are breaking out of bases, like things like DocuSign and McDonald's that have been working well. Uh, but like I said, it's few and far between. Very few stocks are working. Most stocks are not. So, you know, I don't see any reason to force things. I mean, I have, maybe I don't have the best hand right now, but for most of the summer, I've had a hell of a tan, man. I've been spending time at the beach with the family. You know, listen, I've, I've, I've been down this road before. There are times in the market to make money. There are times in the market to keep your money. I, I talk to traders every single day and they're all getting chopped up. I have been chopped up in markets just like this many times, right? So I just don't do that anymore. And that's just a lesson that you have to learn the hard way and in my case the hard way a few times <laughs> hey i got one last one for you jc um what i want to ask is i don't know if you play too many options but would you consider maybe more of like a straddle in this environment something that you're you're not expecting to see so much up movement or down movement in the stocks you've been saying that a lot of stocks have been moving kind of on the sideways yeah. trend what do you think about something Collecting like that? Collecting premium. Traders are getting chopped up and they're making donations to, you know, premium collectors. So if you're on that side, that's continue that's been working, man. Like when I tell you like our targets are hit because when we collect premium, as soon as half of that premium has dwindled down, we'll take all the profits. We're done, right? And th these targets are being hit in a matter of days. Like traders are getting chopped up and out. on the option side you could really take advantage of that and we have sean mclaughlin you guys should have him on our show you know man when it comes to collecting options premium i've never seen anybody do it better the fact that we have a guy like that on our team that takes our research and then implements the option strategies according to implied volatility i mean he's like our secret weapon and in this environment Man, has he been a home run. I have him on your show and pick his brain about that because he's been great. All right. I'll send you an email later today. JC Perez is the founder of All-Star Charts. He is at All-Star Charts uh, on, on Twitter. And uh, Geico is a machine with it. Well, maybe not this summer because he's he's he's, uh, he's chilling at the beach instead of getting chopped up out there. But uh, but he's, he's a charting machine, this guy. JC, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks, JC. See you later, guys. Always a pleasure. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.